Yeah, it's working. All right, here we are. Two queens and a podcast. Yay, hello. Um, so we're going to start off. Uh, I'm mom. I'm son, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> we're coming up with different names. Yeah, like we haven't really thought of names. And my mom's like, well, why don't you want to use your real name? And I'm like, I kind of want to use my real name, but I don't know. Maybe you're right. Maybe it's oh like a, a, a thing that you should like use some, uh, have a different like stage name. But right? I don't know. I've That's always tough. liked my own, my own name. Just Adrian. Just Adrian. Just Adrian. Well, okay. I, I I do like the idea of using my middle name, which is Lewis, because I sometimes I feel like I I do come off as a Lewis. Like I think people would buy that. You can go wherever you want. Well, I, you're the one who named me, so I don't know. <laughs> okay, I know this is really vain, but I forgot to put on. <laughs> We're gonna be who we are, right? Yeah. I'm like, I'm sick and tired of apologizing. Well, and it's one of those days, like, she's trying to be pretty, but, like, it's snowing in Colorado, and, like, I was like, am I going to do my hair today? No, I have no desire to. Okay. So, first topic. Uh, All right, so we're going to talk about four different things. He picked two, and I picked two. Mm -hmm. So, we're doing um, Sugar Season is Upon Us, right? It's November. It hit hard. So, okay, so my job in Denver... It's it's very corporate. It's a very office setting, and like, there is a candy bowl on my desk. Who put it there? Uh, it was there when I got there. <laughs> okay, and uh-huh. so um, uh-huh. my coworker Ginger is like always refreshing it. Okay, like so as I'm saying, it's like there's a, an endless candy bowl, and they know it because like they know that I'm like uh, you know that I'm somewhat health conscious. I've lost twenty five, twenty six pounds in the last I want to say five months. Twenty six. Twenty six. Yeah. You hold it well. Well, it's one of those things that I am that person that gains weight when I fall in love. Like, if I'm in love and then, you know, I, I'm single now, so it's all, whoop, I'm skinny again. So, beware, person next person that falls in love with me. Um, disclaimer, disclaimer, I will gain 20 pounds. Oh, my gosh. Uh, but, so, it, it, like, hit hard. So, Halloween just happened mm-hmm. two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And I was like, holy crap. Like, people were just throwing candy at me. Like, it was so... And the thing is, is I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to sit here and say I didn't eat Snickers, Twizzlers, candy corn. Like, I definitely enjoyed my fair share. But it hits hard. And then it, it really doesn't let up. Like, you have Thanksgiving in two weeks. Mm-hmm. We have Christmas in a month. Mm-hmm. It just, oh. Valentine's I'm, Day. And it's a Easter, struggle, man. It's six months of nothing I only sure. worked out three days last week because of this past election, so I just can't wait to get back on track this week. But it's, I don't know, did it hard. hit you at all? Has it, oh, like, of course. Okay. Of course. So today is exactly six months before I hit 50. Six months. So now I'm like, I'm like pumped. <laughs> To get myself in shape before I hit 50, because I'm like, this is ridiculous. Oh I can't God. go into 50. I'm I'm turning, hot 30, mess. I'm turning 30 in two years, and I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> totally exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, with sugar season, you know, one of the things I hate is that uh, diets. I hate diets. And why? Because they don't work. Well, but 
I feel like they're all fads. Like, no one is actually teaching you, like, what it is you need to do. Right. Like, I know a lot of people that are on keto right now, and they, mm-hmm. they're enjoying it because it works. But at the same time, like, I can't do a diet that makes me feel exhausted. Like, and keto does. Like, you literally, you're not eating carbs, so you don't have the energy to work out. Mm-hmm. I can't do that, especially mm-hmm. as, as much cardio as I want to do. And I just, it like, they, they come and go. They're fads. Like, none of them are actually teaching you what it is that you need to eat. So I definitely get that. But. Well, and we all, we want it now. We want it now. We want that. Done. We want that weight to be off right, right now. Now, and that's the American way. We want what we want, and we want it now. And we will pay absorbent amounts of money to teach people how to do to mm. teach us how to do that. Yeah. But we don't pay people who teach you a lifestyle. Yeah. We, that's well, why I, I don't want to pay that. And that's why I'm hoping that this health kick I'm, that I'm on, that I'm like somewhat consistent. And I think I will be like, I've actually been super proud of myself for the last six months that I've like, cause I'm that person who goes on a three month diet, mm-hmm. you know, loses a bunch of weight and is good. But I've been kept up for about five or six months and I've been continually going to the gym. Then again, like this is the first time that I've like actually paid for my own gym membership. So I feel like it's like the financial obligation. Like, well, if I'm going to pay for it, I'm probably going to use it. But, oh, that's sugar season, man. I mean, I'm saying that as I'm sipping a peppermint mocha from Starbucks. I just had regular coffee. No, I needed, I needed, and it has an extra shot in it because I needed it. It's just, I needed something warm and, like, Christmassy because it's snowing. I'm already there. Evidently, Starbucks is too, so. Well, what do you think is different that you, you've added two more months to your, and I, like I said, I don't want to use the word diet. I, it, it, yeah. This is, here's the thing. How do I lose weight if I'm not on a diet? Exactly. Yeah, that's true. That's a that's a kind of a very good way to put it. How do you lose weight if you're not on a diet? Because then you're always on a diet. Because like they don't just, work. Yeah, because really you should just always be eating healthy. Well, we I want what I want and I want it now. Mm-mm. It's nope. that's that's why you keep dieting. Mm-mm. Because your brain is saying, I want it now. Well, well, you know, I just, I think with my new job too, that I've been like pretty consistent in terms of like, well, I need to, you know, prepare a lunch every day. And mm-hmm. so therefore I've been in control of what it is that I'm eating. Cause if you don't do that, then of course you're going to go to a fast food restaurant during lunch and you know what I mean? You're like it's, you're, it's exactly. And it's going to be all ruined. So I've every Sunday I've done my meal prep. I've put like my, yeah, every Sunday for the past, like good for yeah, five, you. Six months, yeah. That so is awesome. I've been in complete control of like what it is that I'm eating. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like maybe that's the big difference in this time, but you never know. Like I said, love could be just around the corner and 20 pounds. No, so. six, six months means you're, you've made it like a, like a complete lifestyle I, change. But you, I said, but you say that, but like, I'm sure if we add someone else, someone else's lifestyle into my lifestyle, that I'm not going to be living the same lifestyle that I am now. Because they cut into your gym time. Well, like, exactly. Let's go out to eat. eat really yeah. Like, let's... and it's winter. So like, cuddle up. Cuddle up. Order yeah. in. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, <sighs> well, I think if, I don't. You're you're not okay. Let's just say an, an even number, one fifty. You want to be one fifty. I think during the holidays you got to give yourself maybe mm-hmm. five to seven pounds. One fifty is too much. No, no I'm just saying as a number. If okay, you say no. I have not to be one fifty all year long, you're like, good luck with that. Well, I think if I say because right now I'm one hundred thirty six. I think that if I say that I would be that all year, that I'd be lying to you. Like one thirty six is me, like every day. You know. Well, I think a yo-yo dieter is somebody who uh, anything over, and I'm just saying for myself, anything over 25 pounds. Okay. 
All right, because you're gonna fluctuate. Well, I yeah. So that's that's where mine is, because like the heaviest I am that I'll allow myself to get is about one sixty, and then I'm like, oh no, oh no, baby. <laughs> that's a nice get... number. I know. Mine's not that. Mine's like. <laughs> but I, ha- I haven't I haven't been one ninety two in over two years. I mean that was big. That was, I mean, you could set a drink on my ass. I mean, it was. <laughs> like, I can feel my butt cheeks just like. Oh, like my God. Two, two hams. <laughs> two hams in the back just following me the entire time. Okay, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> all right, We're so, going to be honest and truthful here, right? Yes, we are. All so right. what's the next topic? Um, all right. So we were going to talk about, but sugar season, what's our best advice that we can give? Stay, stay between five and seven pounds. Right. Yeah, that and you know what? So I've realized too. A lot of it is is uh, proportions. So when you know that a big meal like Thanksgiving is coming, just mm-hmm. be mindful. Like yeah. you know what I mean. If you, if you can pro- you have proportion and do it right, then you can walk out of there saying, "Well, you know, I enjoyed myself, but at the same time, like I didn't let let it get out of." But control. it's a cultural thing. It is. It Overdoing is. Overdoing it every yeah. single day is normal now. Yeah. And it's so. Fu- you know what's the weirdest part is that. If I put a piece of chocolate down and I'm looking at it, I'm like, okay, I need to have it now. I feel like it's going to grow legs and run away if I wait till tomorrow to try and eat it. Like, it's not still going to be there. Like, every th- all food is just going to run for me. And it's like, <laughs> we're the nation of plenty, right? I mean, nothing's going away. There is candy in every store you walk into. I mean, the, you go into a, a bookstore. We there's go, candy we, everywhere. We could go to Hallmark right here, and they would have chocolate right there. Everywhere. I promise you they would. Candy is everywhere. Yeah, you're right. It's just normal. You're right. To, to just overeat and overindulge. In fact, my whole life, my whole day is treats. I know. It's withdrawals. You get sugar, sugar, salt, and fat. You get withdrawals. People are like, oh, well, I get hungry after two or three days of eating right. No. But, no. But you know what I find so weird mm-hmm. about that is that now that I've been doing my meal prep, I feel that I'm eating more now than I did, you know, when I was unhealthy. And like... But it's all good stuff. Like, I, I'm literally eating all day. Grapes, fruits, like, nuts, like, that type of stuff. All day I eat. So it's just weird to me that people are like, I'm hungry. It's like, well, then eat. Like... <laughs> Well, but, you have to have a plan. But I, you can't you be like, uh, you know, at the drive-thru at Arby's, right. like, this is what I was hungry for. Like, well, yeah, but, like, you can still be at home and just eat all day. It just can't be junk. Like, that's the difference. Well, and I have a hard time with this, too, is that, you know, you should eat a certain amount of calories, and this is what you should do. With I, don't, I used to do that. And I'm like, but anymore. wait a minute. No. You're already depriving yourself of nutrients and eating all this crap. Yeah. Right? And so this whole calorie thing and watch this and watch that. Now, sugar, salt, and fat, I'm saying you should watch those three. Mm. Those are the three that you crave. Sugar, salt, and fat. Right? It's like being an addict. And I'm not trying to be funny about it. You know, it. I don't, I'm, I'm I don't about, ever feel... For me, it's definitely sugar. sugar and then you binge. Like the one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You get that craving because, oh, somebody called you something at work and you're like, oh, well, I'm just going to go ahead and, and it, you, I'm just going to have, go ahead and have this one piece of candy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we can trust you with a piece of candy. <laughs> That's right? what I'm saying is they trust a bowl of candy in front of me. <laughs> like, it's so funny because I, you know, all of my coworkers bought rock, walk, or walk by my desk and they grab one and we, it's always like a laugh, like... 
because it's right there and, and ginger refills it. I'm like, God damn ginger. Or people feel guilty when they take it. They're like, I haven't had one today. Or, you know, I've been good. Like they have to give you a reason, reason yeah. why they're taking it. I can't say anything about that because I'm that person. Like Friday is my cheat day. I like that is the day that I will go out for lunch. Um, why not? Yeah. But other than that, I've been like really, really trying hard. Perfection. Per, uh, I'm a perfectionist. No, nobody is. Yeah. Give me a break. Live your life. Just pay attention to what you're eating. I don't know about you, but I got tired of being a zombie and just stuffing whatever I wanted in my mouth and not even paying attention. I miss it. And it's. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but you have learned control makes you feel better. Sure. Well, and it's like I said, it's not like. I've, I've come to the point where I, I can be an adult about it and, like, learn to enjoy myself, just not overindulge. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing, is it really is about overindulging. Like, It's hard for us to look at ourselves. Sure. It hurts. It's painful. Yeah. But meanwhile, I was waddling around. <laughs> right? Heavy breathing everywhere. Uh, just a mess. And I was like, this has got to go. So it's been two and a half years for me. And I'm still, I struggle. I mean, it's just going to be yeah, one of those things. No, you, not yeah, so much Everyone as I, I know who watches you and like how yeah, you do your nutrition and stuff is like, does your mom ever not do this? And I'm like, no. <laughs> what do you mean? I don't, what? I haven't seen you like really indulge or enjoy yourself in a long time. And not that I'm saying that you should, but. No, I do. I do. I indulge. I do she my does thing. It in secret, I uh, no. I work out. I'll eat my donut. I have she's a can. I have a drawer full of. I have a drawer full of. Okay, I have a drawer full of protein bars and really good snacks, and then some junk. Okay. Now the I I have both. Yeah. All right. And people love me when they're having a hard okay, day. I open not the like drawer. Eating half a fucking cake. That like, is true. Like sometimes I'm sure I would. That do. is true. I'm gonna go. April will be three years without a soda. Yeah. I didn't um, think I could ever, ever live without a soda. Gosh. You know, I've actually been pretty good. But the thing is, is like, I'm not a soda drinker. I'd much rather have lemonade. And I'm sure that's just as bad because it's nothing but lemon and sugar. Mm -hmm. But I love okay, How about lemonade. lemon water? Have you had? Uh, have you had? See, like, okay. I ah! can't get down with this La Croix no, 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 no. Like Hot water. water with lemon wedges in it. I know it sounds weird. Recently, I'm just I've been saying, getting into tea. I, I can at least it, say that. I've been getting into tea a little bit. But hot like, water and lemon. It'll change your ain't life. Got no taste. Uh, just, okay, just just do me a favor. Instagram it when you try it at work. Get so hot, hot water and, and a lemon, lemon wedge. It'll change your life. All right, so we were going to talk about being a lousy gift giver. Dun, dun, dun. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start off with a little story. So when I was married to number two, <laughs> it was our first Christmas, and I was at Workout West. I was on one of my another, another crazy diet, right? Got to work out, hour every day, you know, blah, blah, blah. He gives me a five-pound box of chocolate for Christmas. I ruined Christmas because I was livid. You guys were probably too little. Over chocolate? Over chocolate. I was livid. How fucking dare you <laughs> give me a five-pound box of chocolate, five-pound box of chocolate when I'm on a diet? How dare you? Oh, yeah. Dura, 
Mom. Mom. Bad. God. Flash forward. I, okay. Flash forward 15 plus years. I'm at work and I'm talking to my benchmate. Okay. We're working the night shift and we're talking. And something goes ding, 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 ding as he was talking. And I was like, I'm a complete bitch. I, I was probably 9.30 at night and I text him. And I'm like, remember our first Christmas and you bought me that chocolate and I totally bitched you out for it. I just want to say I'm sorry. And so I'm like waiting for that text back. Like, okay, how's this going to go down? And he's like, okay, but what in the world brought this on? He was trying to do something thoughtful because he knew I love chocolate. And I totally turned it around and said, fuck you. Okay, so this is the thing though, mom, is that I've done that. So I, now I have an excuse is that, you know, my mom was this way. Because one time, uh, uh, my ex, he for, for Easter, he bought me like an Easter basket. It was nothing but chocolate. Now, when it comes to sweets, chocolate is just not my... Like, I, I enjoy it, but like I'm more like a gummy bears, mm, like Skittles. Skittles. I remember looking at this basket like... <laughs> It was me. It was me. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> is, oh my God, I'm so my mom's son. But, um. Did you give it to him? Oh yeah. You, you can ask Tom. He's He will tell you that I was like, I looked at this basket and I was like, do you even know me? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, okay. So we are both, we've both, um, had her uh, moments. moments. <laughs> That's why okay. this is called Two Queens. So, <laughs> how dare you yeah. give me chocolate when I'm on a diet, right? Because the next day would have been just fine, right? If mm. I wasn't on a diet. Oh, great. A five-pound box of chocolate. Okay, so my point of being a lousy gift giver, and I am guilty of being a lousy gift giver. Okay, you're, you're, it's a birthday, whatever. You go looking for this person something, and you pick out something that you like. That's a problem. You think? Yes. I mean, if it's about you, it's no, no, but it's a gift for them. That's what <laughs> but, I'm but saying. But it should be like a touch of you, you know. Uh, right. It's, it's a thought that counts. <laughs> well, obviously, you weren't thinking about me. Okay, no, no, you're probably right. Because I remember one time my best friend Rochelle received a gift from her dad, and it was Raider earrings. And like Rochelle likes Raiders, but she's like. This is a gift that you would have bought for yourself. That's like, what I <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Well, the gift maybe, gift... maybe when I do it, I feel like there's a connection. Like, there's a personal story there that says, hey, like, you understand why I'm giving this and, like, why it's for me and why it's... It's you know about I mean? you! Okay. Uh, come on. <laughs> it's about you. <laughs> Am I right? I don't have to lie. And I say this in a lot of my podcasts. I don't have to be. I, it's I about you. I just have to be right. But it's also about me. Uh, uh, how? <laughs> but the gift is for them. It's all okay. So a lot of times, okay, you know, your mom's old, or, um, you know, I've been around a lot of other people who have said, you know, she bought me this shirt. I don't wear affliction. Why would she get me this shirt? And then she got mad at me because I told her I, I didn't like it and I don't, didn't want to wear it. And then, of course, then the drama, the water See, but works. yeah, okay. I, know, I've never told someone I don't like a gift that you gave me. I've never been there. Like, have I certainly felt that way? 
Absolutely. But I've never had, like, the audacity just to say that to somebody. Other than the Easter basket. <laughs> I was just gonna <laughs> say. Other than that. But, like, he should have known better. Like, I, you know. What? Yeah, yeah, but it was, cho- it was chocolate that sat there it's because I wasn't going to eat it. He wasn't going to eat it. Therefore, therefore, it was like, like, I'm the type of person, if you give me a shirt, you know, I'll wear it once or twice, you know, and mm-hmm. I may not have liked it. It may be under a hoodie, but <laughs> I wore it, you know. Okay. So you don't think it's a good idea to say, mm, can I see the receipt? Mm-hmm. Or do you think people should always give you a gift, um, gift receipt? I, I feel like when it's closed, because sometimes like size issues happen, mm-hmm. like that is a legitimate thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's one thing. But when mm-hmm. it's like a, a novelty, a tchotchke or something like, you know what I mean? <laughs> that's something you don't take back. Like there's probably a sentimental reason why that, that was given to you. All right. Now, now if you, if you both understand you've been to a baseball game and they, and they give you a little charm of a baseball, you know, okay. I get that part. But I'm talking about, okay. Say your significant other who you should always be honest with but do you also think it plays into maturity okay say for example the hippie gave me something that i was just like i don't know what the hell i'm gonna do with this he is grown up enough that i can say mm, i'm not can we can we see, that's, see, that's the problem with some people <laughs> i can't but, tell my wife i can't tell my girlfriend i can't tell but my to be fair, because I they're gonna like throw a fit i'm a good gift giver like i don't think i've ever given someone like a bad gift and i say that like i, I i'm gonna agree with you okay i'm gonna right. agree with okay. you there like i'm you know what i mean like no okay no i like baseball okay okay and if i gave you a baseball book for Christmas, but but I like baseball, so I'm gonna go ahead and this is a really cool book. I think you should read it. You don't have anything to do with baseball. You wouldn't say, Mom. Um, do you know? Okay. Do you know me, Mom? Oh, see, so but then you put it in your your library, and that's that. <laughs> like you don't have to open it. You know, like oh yeah, like it's a coffee book, or, you know, coffee table book. Someone who does enjoy baseball comes, you know, that's me trying to find like a rationalization of like any type of gift that you give me, which I'm sure is something that I do, but like you just throw it in the bookshelf and then ask that. <laughs> thanks. Thanks for the gift. How do you, you feel know? about gift cards? Please. Really, do you think you get to a certain point where you're just like, just, just let okay. me. Yeah. Yeah. Let oh, I don't know. Like my best friends are pretty good gift givers as well. So they've never done the gift card thing. And I think it's because they want the, the gift to be of like sentimental value. But like sometimes you just don't know the people well enough and you just want to be gracious and give them a Starbucks gift card or you know what I mean? Like that's fine to me. Like I gift card, please. If you really don't know who I am and what I enjoy and what I'd like, sure. Why not? If, if you, so, so it's a case by case basis. It is every gift, gift is a case by case basis. But at you, the same you know. time, if it's somebody close to you, a they should know what you like, and there's a problem if you don't. Hmm. We can't always make it about ourselves. But it's a thing that counts, and I can't believe I spent time looking for this. And at the same time, the other dude has a story, right? Um, but this isn't me. This I don't. I don't like this. I don't wear this. Well, maybe you should because I do. No. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. Yeah, no. All I'm saying is that during this season, because Christmas causes stress amongst couples, does it not? Overspending, 
We gotta get everybody something. No, you don't. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna get into debt because, and this happens a lot with um, heterosexuals. Okay. The males are like, why are we doing this? We're gonna have to put this all on a credit card. And she's like, I don't care. I'm not gonna be embarrassed that I can't give everybody a gift. <laughs> that causes strife. Yeah, it does. The holiday season is supposed to be about sharing and caring and giving and receiving and you know, and, and and if you especially family if you can't you can't who's gonna fault you for that oh did she see she didn't give you know the the third the th you know third in line cousins anything you know what I mean yeah you're right because then it's a, like if you wanted to like give gifts to everybody you would just not be happy like. Yeah. It causes it causes problems. So I'm, I'm saying stay within your budget, learn to talk to each other, and compromise. Okay, we can't get a gift for everybody, so and a lot of people do this. Just the kids. Okay. We'll just, you know, how about if that? If that's the rule this year, then... No, no, I'm not talking me. about... <laughs> I'm not talking about us. I'm, I'm talking just about... my three nieces. Sounds good. <laughs> that's, not, and that's okay. Yeah. That yeah. is okay. I don't see... <laughs> oh, well, my child didn't give me a gift this year. You know what I mean? I can't imagine. Now I get like my mother now. I start crying when all my kids are together. I'm just like, that's my gift to me. Is mm -hmm. You're all here with me. And I turn into my mom. I'm like, I don't care about a gift. Like that, like I don't even care I, about I a I will say that I did, when I was younger, kind of suffer from that kind of pride. But, um... Well, because you want to, you know. But, well, it's the American way. That's what yeah. you do. You overgive, you overspend, you overshare, you over everything. Yeah. And I think as you start growing up, you're like, wait a minute. This is affecting my home life. This is affecting my peace. This is affecting who I am. And I'm not saying shut down and turn into a hermit and tell everybody to fuck off. That's that's not where I'm going with this. Yeah. But as a gift giver, I think you should take the time. And it doesn't have to, and that's another thing. It doesn't have to be extravagant. It doesn't have to put you into debt um, to give somebody a gift. Sure. Because that's ridiculous. Ridiculous. Well, and the thing is, I think this year I really want to focus on, like, creating something. Mm -hmm. Like, not just going to a store and seeing something and getting it for someone, but actually, like, putting effort into something. Like, may, this may be the year. I say that, but then it comes time to, like, do it. Actually do it. Like, yeah, I was going to say, actually card, do you it. know, so... Um, You're, like, shit, running around. I know. You're at 7-Eleven buying keychains <laughs> for everybody. <laughs> Yeah, I'm hoping that's not the case this year, but I don't know. Maybe that's what I'll do. Maybe that should be my challenge to myself is to, like, create some something for someone. Your favorite picture of somebody that you love, that you have of together. and for, I mean, really, who frames pictures anymore? Sure. I mean, that is a gift in itself. I mean, that's sweet. Amal, but that's also a gift about you. Or <laughs> a picture of you together? A picture yeah. of you together? Yeah, I think that'd be kind of... Like, really? Yeah, I think that's... Or how about a favorite uh, passage that it reminds you of them? Okay, like, putting okay. that in a frame. See, but know? then that doesn't, like, necessarily... It's not about you. Like, yeah, I think the picture of you and them is a little, like... <gasps> the time we went to whatever. <laughs> then again, I'm know? a millennial. Like, I see this on my phone every day. So, why, why did you do this to me? <laughs> I, I already have it! You know, I say that, but... Uh, my cousins came down from, um, my cousin and my aunt came down from uh, New York and they brought a Polaroid camera and we actually had Polaroids and I actually really was like, I miss this. Like I miss this little, 
you know, just memento, memento. like it was, you know, we took it and then we had it and now I have that, you know what I mean? It's not just a memory that will pop up on my Facebook. It's like Mm -hmm. something that I actually have. And Mm -hmm. I was like, I miss this. Mm -hmm. Like I loved having a Polaroid picture of, of me and my cousin and my sister and my, you know, my dad and stuff like that. I miss that. Well, and that's what I'm saying is that capturing something and it doesn't even have to be a picture. Somebody could say, oh, I went to see whatever movie and this part, you know, really touched me or I really understood there was a line in that movie you know you could get a picture of that scene and have it written out and frame that I mean that means like you were paying attention sure which something they've already forgotten and they're and you're they're like oh my god you remember that conversation you remember? yeah that's that's what I'm saying is that yeah. make it special and you gotta start early Ricky uh, I mean the hippie <laughs> the hippie and I started <laughs> the day after Christmas we started shopping again he has taught well, me everything's on sales to do like... it well. Oh, yeah. we yeah. Oh, heck yeah. Yeah. We have a big family, mm. you know. And fortunately, because we shop smart like that, we are able to do a little to do a little more. But it takes work. People don't want to work. Yeah. That's that's. But anyway, okay. So then we were going to talk about. Um, so so we talked about gifts. Now we're going to go in to your second oh, topic. Oh sure. So. Uh, we are a month and a half away from New Year's. And obviously mm-hmm. resolutions, like, every time it comes around, it's a big topic. But I was curious if you had, like, any... Because, like, uh, you know, for most people it's health, but, like, I'm a month and a half away from being, like, at New Year's resolution. And I'm actually at a healthy point in my life. So, it's like, mm-hmm. that can't be one of them. Like, I'm I'm going to lose this, you know, or... Well, I just... I don't think that that's, like, one that I need to, like, focus on. So do you have any... So you don't think that you can do it even better? No, I, I think that I'm content, like, I, where I'm You're at. You're good with that? Yeah, like, I, I'm not the person that needs to, like, gain, you know, 10 more pounds worth of muscle. It's like, I'm, you know, I'm running, I'm doing a little bit of a, uh, weightlifting, but I'm, like, I'm content with it. Like, I'm, I'm doing it to, to a consistent point where I'm just happy about it instead of, like constantly trying to improve well what about okay so mind body spirit okay so i guess you've got the Mm. the the body Body part part down down. but how about how do you relax how do you do you do you feel stressed out sometimes do you want to learn how to be a better you you know what the crazy thing is mom is that for me like what i find fun and relaxing is like stressful events like like you politics. thrive on it. Yeah, like politics. Like that is that is what I enjoy and f- like find fun in life and it's not relaxing. Like I when people say like what do you do to relax? I'm like I don't I honestly don't even know. You're one of the lucky ones because you and I wouldn't say lucky because you earned it. Mm-hmm. You love what you do. Sure. I have never loved what I do. <laughs> Every job I've ever had, I have never gotten up saying I cannot wait that's going to change it will that's going to change one of these days somebody's going to say I want you to talk to me for a living yeah um and that's impressive to, to be able to talk to somebody that loves what they do when you have never loved what you've done you're constantly looking for ways to relax to be stress free sure and uh, not be destructive like overeating because that happens, right? Mm-hmm. We're emotional eaters. Or I like to crochet my destructive patterns 
have calmed down a lot because my dad told me you need to be constructive with your time and not destructive. And I think that's one of the biggest things I will take away from my father is learning how to be constructive because I was a destructive person my whole life. Because I, I didn't understand. As much as my parents tried to instill that in me, I would do it to make them happy. Would you say, I just didn't would, know how to do it Would you say you're, that you were destructive or your just attitude was negative? Because I feel like there's a, there was a big difference there. Like me. I feel like a lot of people think that I'm somewhat of a pessimist, somewhat of a realist. But at the same time, I'm constructive because that makes me that I get things done because of that, because mm -hmm. I am a realist, because I do have like that, that critical energy mm -hmm. that like, I don't know. I just, I don't necessarily equate negativity with necessarily being destructive, I guess. I think that that's like a, yeah, I would never think of you being a pessimist. Really? A realist. Yes. Okay. I don't Not know. a pessimist. I just, I have, I always considered myself that like the glasses have an empty kind of person, really? you know? Yeah. See, I don't, I don't see that at all with you. Really? Yeah. Oh, it's just so funny because Alex is me. Uh, my sister and I were having this discussion about how like we're both that way, but like I don't know. I just I don't think it's necessarily a destructive thing. I think that if anything, I'm more constructive because I am that person that goes, well, wait a minute, something doesn't seem right here. You know, this needs to be changed. This needs to be fixed. Mm -hmm. We need to do this. But it's ultimately like constructive. So would you say that your attitude was simply negative or you were actually destructive? I, I would say I was destructive. Okay. I mean, I have three failed marriages. <laughs> <laughs> right? Okay, we can't. I, I, you know, I used to be very embarrassed by that. You know, oh my God, she's been married three times. And it's like, you know what? I'm a better wife because of it. Sure. I'm a better person because of it. Sure. I, and, and this is what's scary now is that I know when people are being destructive in their relationships because I was you. Well, and I guess that's where I'm like, I, I just think about my, my natural like personality. And so like, does it come off constructive, destructive? I'm sure it does. But like, well, I don't, Tony would tell me that he was like, you're just, your attitude is destructive. And so that's why I bring this up is because my argument back was that I'm not being destructive. My, my criticism is trying to be constructive. Like, mm -hmm. you know, I'm, I'm mm -hmm. actually trying to accomplish something here. Yeah. Well, I'm destructive. I'm saying, okay. And we had talked about this is when you're, you're, you're your own worst enemy. Right. Sure. And I, and I, and that's probably one of my new year's resolutions. So we'll go back to that. <laughs> new year's yeah. resolutions. Well, I, I've stayed away, um, from soda this year. I want to stay away from candy and I, and I'm talking about that prepackaged, ready to go, grab it off the shelf, eat it. I want to concentrate on just having like cake or pie um, stuff that has made from some home stuff that you control in it stuff yeah. that you can control of what is in the food and what is actually going in your body I I, I I rather have something homemade sure cake pie ice cream and stay and that is the goal for next year is to stay away from packaged candy okay it's like I said I did it I did it with soda so I'm gonna try it with that um, and also to not be so self-critical and start believing more in myself because ageism is real. <laughs> like now that I'm searching for a new job, I'm like, I can't get anybody to touch me. And I don't, yeah. I mean, I'm a freaking, I'm a goddamn U S Marine. I'm Hispanic. I'm a woman. I have an associates. I have a lot of life experience. You know, I, I don't know what they want from me. Yeah. But then at the same time, it's like they want, they want youth. And you're like uh, youth and to and to work for nine dollars an hour. 
Yeah. And I'm like, okay, but I don't want to be there either. So the goal for this coming year for me is to get into, I want to get paid to talk. And I, I don't mean consumers and customers where they're always yelling and calling me names. That's been horrific. That is like an experience that it's going to haunt me for a long time. Like I have, I have like, like serious, like I, I don't, I don't want to hear the phone ring. It makes me, I'm like, because I know it's bad I told news. you that the one time I worked at a call center in my early twenties, I was traumatized. I told you that I was like, nope. Mm-mm-mm-mm. I have been called a bitch. I have been called the C word. The person who called my call center called you a whore. I'm not like that anymore. I, <laughs> I, really... I yeah, swear to God. When I worked for a, a, a retention in TiVo, I said, "Why do you want to cancel your subscription?" He goes, "Cause your mom's a whore." <laughs> I was like. You know my mom? I know, right? I was like, okay, sir, but why do you want to cancel? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you just, it, what people say to you is just ridiculous. Well, when they when they feel safe behind the, the, the safety of a phone, That's right? True. Or it's the same Social with the media. internet. It's yeah. like people get mouthy. Yeah. I don't know. I, I say that, but I'm the type of mouthy, person that I get mouthy in your face. So uh, Most times I give it back to them. There's some days I have a hard... I mean, I've always been professional about it, but when I get off the phone, I'm like... It's like those memes where you're like, let me just put you on hold where I, while I review your account, and then the whole time you're just like dancing. Oh, oh yeah. so this happened, at, <laughs> this happened at my bank. So I walk up there. I went to um, deposit a check. I know who does that anymore. Old people like me. Um, I walk up there and she, 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 just before I walk up there, the phone rings and she gets it and I can hear her repeating like the same thing. And I know it because that's what I do for a living right now. And, and there's nothing you can, you don't make the rules, right? Yeah. You, you just follow them and there's yeah. nothing you can do. It's one of those things where it's don't shoot the messenger because that's all these people do. You know, I know, I know to treat them well because I've been in that seat. So I understand what it is that they're going through. So I try to be as polite as possible. I may not necessarily always be happy with the outcome. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Cause mm-hmm. it's true. It's treat people the way you want to be treated. treated. Like, and, you know, and sometimes these companies like you, you just have to take it, you know, like it is what it well, is. She but... was a class act. Okay. She was like, it's after hours. You know what I mean? I don't know if it was in New York where their head heads headquarters are but anyway she's like I'm gonna go ahead and put you on a brief hold and then she gets to me you know she's like how can I help you like she was so cool I was like he just wasn't getting it was he she was like no you know she's just looking at me like somebody who understands I said I do what you do I get it, and you. I said you were awesome, and she's like, "Thank you so much for understanding." <laughs> like, well, yeah, no, I totally get that. Well, next year I want to be um, more constructive. I'm always busy, and not always a whole lot to show for it. Sure. So I want to be a little more okay, a lot more organized with my time. And this year we actually took care of our yard. That was like. We were those people yeah. on the neighborhood. And this year, every single Monday, we worked on that yard. And by the end of the summer, we were like, holy cow. I was proud to drive up to our house. Because before, I'd be like, oh, God, look at the weeds. Look at the this. Look at the that. Now I'm like, holy crap. So I want to be better with my time this year. No uh, package, prepackaged candies. Um, have a different job. Actually, I don't. I don't. I can't even believe I'm still saying job. A career. There you go. I am. Re- my midlife crisis is going to work for me. 
is what I keep telling people. Do I know I'm in a midlife crisis? Absolutely. Uh, no shit. I'm over here trying to keep myself in shape <laughs> and actually do something that I love. And networking. I don't talk to the right people. It's hard. It's something that I definitely like learn to do. It's just, it's not easy, but like people are actually easy to talk to. And the thing is, is like, you just have to let them tend to take the lead sometimes is because people like to talk about themselves. That's, that's something I've really learned in, in politics. Like politics is what broke my social awkwardness, I guess you mm. could say. Mm. So I know how to talk to people now, but I didn't always have that. Well, I know it's, how to talk a, to people. Yeah. I just don't venture out to talk to them. Yeah. Because I could talk to you. And and that's the thing, though, is it's not as hard as you think. It's literally just introducing yourself as the way to start the conversation, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And and believe in what you want to do and what's your cause and why are you you doing what you do. So I'm trying to hone in on that for this coming year, my 50th year on this earth, which is just like, oh, my God, when did this happen? And actually be a, a, a... and take my experiences to help others. Yeah. I guess that's what I'm trying to say is for this coming year to actually be in that field. Now, do I have my group fitness instructor certification? Yes, I do. By the end of the year, I'll have my nutrition certificate. And before I'm 50, I will have my um, health coach certification. So I have, I mean, I've been working towards all these things, but at the same time, I love doing the podcast. I love talking to people. I want to be constructive. I want to be of some use to the world. And I don't, I don't think there's anything worse than feeling useless. And that's about how I feel right now Aww. in my career. No, oh, no. And I don't go. mean it in a sad way. Yeah. I feel useless in my causes, if that makes any sense. And yeah. it's not a pity thing. It's not, it's just, I'm not where I want to be. And so that is a huge goal for me and for that, next there year. You go. That's the goal. That, I, I I have no clue what I'm like, what this next year is even going to look like that. My, my resolution for uh, 2019 is to survive 2019. So to survive 2019 in a, in a, in a which, but you're always trying to improve yourself. Okay. How about thrive in 2019? Oh, I like that word. Right. Right. Because that's more than just you're surviving. It's you're like, you know, you're, you're taking that year and you're like, you're my bitch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Make 2019 yeah, your bitch. Yes. Yeah. Woo! I like that. That is really cool. I like that. I say that, but that year is going to drag the shit out of me. It's like, ah! <laughs> you know, you thought you had me. Watch. Just watch. Isn't, isn't that what happens? I know. That's what I was like. My my uh, 2018 resolution was, this year is going to be my bitch. And I got my ass kicked a few times, but. But that's part of growing. If you never get your ass kicked, then you're being too safe. That's true. And you're not the type of person that goes, I got my ass kicked. I'm going to go ahead and bury my head in the sand and be done with it, you know, forever. No, you're like, okay, all right. Okay, dust myself off. You know, my ass still hurts a little bit, but it's okay. (laughs) It's okay. I'm walking with a limp. It's going to be all right. It'll be all right. All three of you kids are like that, though. Yeah. You've seen me run myself into the dirt, cry, <laughs> and then keep going. Yeah. I, the only difference is, is that I realize when there's a crash coming that I'm like, okay, well, if I'm going to crash this thing, like, <laughs> you know? Kind of, like, kind of like Sons of Anarchy, where he's just like... Just, <laughs> yeah, you just... Okay, let's just do let's this. Let's just then. be done. Let's just be done. Let's just crash and be reborn like a phoenix, but... 
I like that. Yeah. So. And I've all we've always been that way. Yeah. I have to say, all of us have <laughs> always how you do anything is how you do everything. You run it into the ground. Ground, yeah. That's just what we do. Speaking of running things into the ground, now is my next subject. Yay! Mean girls. Mean girls. And I could let me tell you why I can talk about mean girls. Because I was a mean girl. And I was a very mean girl. Mom was about mom. Mom wants, wants what she wants, and she doesn't care who she has to trample. I, I evidently was a mean girl once, and that was over the chocolate <gasps> thing. The, no, the chocolate thing. The oh, chocolate. you have been more. You have been a mean girl more than once. Come on, come, come I'm on. Not a mean girl. I'm an honest girl. You've never done one thing that you've regretted. Oh well, yeah. <laughs> You're like, we're not going to talk about I know. That. I'm we're like, talk about we're that. trying to keep it cute for the public. So, but, um... when I finally got into the corporate world, okay, there was mean girls before that, okay? But it was very rare and few in between because I was always the mean girl because I worked mostly with men. Um, but in the corporate world, you know, they're like, oh, you don't want to go there. All the women there are blah, blah, blah. And I have met some really, really wonderful, inspiring, empowering women. I will say that. And then you have the young mean girls. And because I was in that, because I, I, I mean, I'm old enough that I, I know what's going to happen before it happens. Sure. Because been there, done that. You're at that point where you tell young people, well, I think if you do this, that this is going to happen. And they go, it'll be fine. fine. And then, yeah, then they're like, what the I'm hell finally happened? getting over that phase. Like now that I'm 28, like I feel like I'm, I'm leaving that area era of my 20s where it was, you know what I mean? Like I'm get, getting past that. Of the mean stage. Uh, I'm going to tell you right now, there's grown women who are still mean girls. Well, that that I just I just I never realized how focused I was on work until I decided to finally start making my exit mm. of how you have women that empower and encourage and teach other women how to be better women and I have the most utmost respect for them mm. because they're not scared to help another woman succeed then you have girls who were, oh my God, did you see her shoes? Or, oh, I can't believe she's wearing that. Or, who does she think she is? Or, I mean, just stuff that you're like, okay, what does this have to do with work? You know what I mean? Sure. And you're just like, okay, you're in a, you're in a position to mentor people. You're in a position to be a great leader. And you are taking that and belittling it by the things that you're saying. Sure. Because if you are not being constructive and helping other women, to me, you're basically useless. I don't care how good you are at your job. If you are not helping other women, especially in this country where it's all men, right? Men are first. It's all about the men, which is changing after these elections. We've seen that women are starting to rise, rise up. Yeah, and okay, but I, I, but it's not just women that should be holding up women. As a man, I've got to say that we have to do our part too. And this actually was something that I thought about a couple of weeks ago. Is I'm, I'm at a place where I'm learning my job. I'm starting to feel super comfortable, and you know, 
as a man, I think that it's my natural like inclination is to like, what's the next step here? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like when, when is that going to become available? When can I, you know, rise up in my position? What's, what's next? Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And there's a part of me that was taken back because uh, I'm on my traffic team. Um, I'm surrounded by women. I'm the only male on my traffic team. I'm the only male. And I'm the baby, like I'm the newbie, right? Mm-hmm. And there was a part of me that kind of kind of was taken back by that. That's that's the like the the misogynist in me was I'm the one who should take that next step, right? Mm-hmm. These women have been working there; they know the job. Why not them, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, mm, you know, take. And men usually don't do this. And this is why I'm bringing this up is because I'm proud of myself for saying if there's that availability, I will push for a woman with seniority to fill it before myself. Right? That's pretty self-aware. Right? Well, and that's why I was like, how many men don't see the world that way? That Ah. it's me. I'm going to take it. It's mine. I've earned it. Mm -hmm. I haven't earned it yet. Mm -hmm. I've been at this job for a month and a half and I'm already thinking about what's next. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And I think that I, I deserve it. And I'm like, okay, Adrian, like that is the problem with the world right now. That is why we're, you know, seeing this uprising of women is because they are, they're done with that kind of attitude. Take a step back, allow women to succeed because that's a big part of it. Mm-hmm. It's not just mean girls, women, it's men that even won't even allow women to do that. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, but, and then, but that's what creates the entire cycle of women treating that way, right? Is because men think that they're, they're the ones they're above will allow women to do all that, all that drama, all that meanness. And that's how we rise above it. And some men love it though. Yeah. I've seen it. Some yeah. men love watching the cattiness and the, and the passive aggressive and, you know, these girls just clawing at each other. And I'm just like, ugh. Well, because they love it because it, it keeps them in that that system of oppression where men are, you know, the ones So it on keeps top. the women from going up. Up. That's that's why. That's why they love it because it plays into the system that benefits that's them. That's so sick. That's disgusting, right? So I'm glad that I'm at least self-aware to say, you know what? When my time is, you know, here, mm-hmm. I'll take that step. But why not lift women up, Well, could you imagine, okay, say there's, okay, you've been there six weeks, these women have been there five plus years, whatever, and then this position comes open, and then you get it, where these women have been here for how long? But that's my point. Because you're a male. Is that's the way it always works, mom. Mm -hmm. And so I I have to be self-aware to say, that's not who I am, that's not the world that I want to see. Is there room for me to succeed, even if I allow women to, you know, take these positions? Yeah. But but the man at the same time would go, but but I earned it. But I earned it. Because you're a male? Mm-hmm. No. It, men, those men like mean girls because it plays into the system that keeps them in, in power. But that's what it is. It's, it's disgusting. It, it is. It. And, and being the mean girl and finally growing up. Sure. At some point you do have to grow up and realize that women helping women helps you more than you would ever imagine because there's so much pettiness and there's so much, you know, well, I don't want her to have what I have. And you're just like, well, but you should want the best for (laughs) everybody. Well, and that's the thing is that like these, these things should like, there is enough room for everybody. And while a lot of times the system makes you believe that that isn't the case, it is, there is enough 
success and happiness and material for everyone to get their fair share. But you have to believe that. But you, it's true. And like I said, and it's it's a power struggle for a lot of people. It's mm-hmm. they don't want to, you know, or they think they have to be mean. Yeah. Or they think they have to play this game in order to move forward. And sometimes it's actually a hindrance. Yeah. Especially outside of work. Sure. Because when you take that home. What man's going to put up with that shit? <laughs> I ain't one of your bitches at work. I know, huh? Yeah. Right? And then they're like, well, what's his problem? It's like, hurt people, and, and I never understood this, hurt people hurt people. And I see it. And it's very sad. But there's a way to, just because you were this way at one time, doesn't mean you can't change for the better. Because some people believe, well, I've been this way my whole life, so why should I change now? Maybe you're not a very nice human being. And I, th- and you know what? I had to cry my eyes out one day that when I learned, you're not very nice. Yeah. And I was like, but that, and that's not the person I want to be. Well, that's what, how you've been for four decades, so just keep being that. No, that's not who I want to be. I don't feel very, very good about it. And as a contributing person of society, as a woman. You should be helping other women with your experiences, your wisdom, because eventually it comes to bite you in the ass. And and, uh, I will say that as you say that, that I sure hope that people understand when you say helping other women, that that means more than just, you know, a white woman, that that's women of color, that that's, you know, women with different sexual orientations and gender identities and that type of stuff. So it's like all women. And I just, mm-hmm. want, because I am an intersectional feminist, mm-hmm. I do believe that. Mm-hmm. I just, I hope that everyone understands that from here, that that is like the type of feminism that we're talking about. Like, it's actually, a struggle. Yeah. It's it a is. struggle. Well, she was born with a penis, so I can't consider her. And it's like, this isn't about you. Well, and I will say, I will say congratulations to Brianna Titone, who became the first uh, Colorado trans person legislator this week. Congratulations. You have earned it. I know you worked hard. That and now you And now she has her place in history. Not that's why she did it, because that is oh, such a small part of her identity. Yes. Right? Yes. But. She earned it. So congratulations, Brianna. I'm so proud of you that you made history in Colorado by doing that. And the amount of people that will be inspired from that, the amount of women, which is what we're talking about, women of color, that you helped every other woman, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. That's what matters. Mm -hmm. Brianna's not a mean girl. (laughs) And you know know when somebody's not a mean girl. Yeah. You know it. Yeah. The bottom line is once you have figured out you're contributing to being a mean girl, Start thinking about how you can stop being a mean girl and participating in other women's causes and their justs and their and, and it just moving us all forward as a unit that can conquer the world. And I'm not saying men are bad and th- that's not what I'm saying. I mean, I, men are out of the equation in this one. It's just help women succeed because it's for all of us. Sure. When, when you do that. And nobody's going to try to take... That's, it's the fear of, oh, she's prettier than me, or she's smarter than me, or how come she gets that much attention? And it's like, what does this have to do with anything? Be the best woman you can be without dragging other women down yes. with you. Because that is exactly what you're doing. When you're passive-aggressive, when you're ugly to somebody else, when you talk shit about other women... You're dragging us down with you, and I refuse to go. Yeah. Well, I don't care what other women think of me. 
I care about, and it took me a long time to love myself sure. and say, I'm a good person who has good values and good judgment, and that's all I want to do is help other people um, with their lives. And I, and I look for people to help me, too. It's, it's a two-way street. I love looking at women that know how to make me a better woman. Sure. I admire that. That doesn't scare me. Sure. And I think that's a lot of problems with when you're growing up. I don't care how old you are, 20s, 30s, 40s. You always have room to grow. And don't be afraid of that. That if you don't know something or that you have to learn something, stop being afraid and being constructive. Take, be constructive with your time versus destructive with other women. And I think that's a good place to end it. <laughs> all right. Thank you all for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Yay. Oh, my God. That was actually pretty good. Mm, yep. <clears throat> I, and you know, I think people laugh when they when I say, oh, no, my son and I can talk for, for <laughs> no. ever. We talked for a whole hour. I don't know if you want to stop. Oh, my God. <laughs> I,